Hello, you're listening to Common Riders with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows for the heroes. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. And this week, we watch Common Rider 01, episodes 34 and 35. And... Shin. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Kip and how are you this week, James? Doing pretty good. How about you, man? Oh, doing all right. Just normal week. Uh, have you looking at anything cool this week, James? Or No, uh, unfortunately I haven't watched anything, but I have been <laughs> watching stuff on my phone, if that makes any sense. Uh, quarantine, maybe now download TikTok. And okay. I would say it's a lot more entertaining than I thought it was. Uh, a lot of fun stuff on there. Um, I'm kind of trying to figure out how their algorithm works because I watch like five anime videos and then all of a sudden like all, all I see is anime stuff. But at the same time, I still want to see like funny stuff that's not related <laughs> to anime. So I'll go seek that stuff out. Then like now my algorithm's all fucked up. So if there's a way to like balance that out in the settings or something, please let me know. But I'm officially part of tiktok i even made a couple actually i was that bored in quarantine but fun stuff man i thought for a second that like you were gonna say that like you got like really into like quibi oh no i still haven't checked that out yet oh uh, you, you don't don't <laughs> you're good um it's yeah, quibi, real bad quibi sounds like it's designed or was made for people like me with like short attention spans but i just can't see myself getting into a show that's only 10 minutes like i don't think i need that kind of entertainment in my life i think i'll be fine just you know pausing it every t- 10 minutes to do something and coming back to it or you know time marking it and watching it the day after but yeah just a 10 minute episode i'm good i'll pass on that i don't care how good the cast is there's no hype for it like there's nothing organic about it there's nobody who's like oh shit like there's this really cool like fucking like fishing show that's like 10 minutes on how to like prepare different fish or like catch fish that like i love like there's nobody there's nobody who i've seen who has anything to say about it who isn't paid to say something about it mm-hmm. and they spent 1.8 billion on that yeah now that's a lot of money that's a lot man that that's a lot, a lot of money i like forgot like it seemed dumb but then like i heard somebody describe it like on like um like in the past week like they've had like some um news story in the new york times about them like come out there was like oh yeah um we got a bunch of like marketing like in a room to say what they wanted to do which nobody actually wants but like uh i i forgot about tiktok but like what i realized was youtube existed i like did nobody realize youtube existed in the meetings for quibi like if you (laughs) want to find like 10 minute videos go watch like go watch somebody review the My Hero Academia like theme songs or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a... And like, you can't stream it to your TV, so like, if you like something, you can't enjoy it. Oh, I didn't know that. Either. That's, yeah. that's, that's horrible. The only cool thing is that um, it's a long trial, so you don't have to pay for it. We didn't actually end up using it more than like 10 minutes before we're like, 
we're good and like we cancel the trial but um it's cool like the way things are filmed are meant to be equally viewable in landscape and portrait mode so it actually like is really usable hmm. just there's nothing to use it for <laughs> mm-hmm. that's cool how much is it per month i think like four with ads or seven without ads which seems like maybe there should be like a zero with ads and like five without ads maybe would yeah. be that's crazy like youtube exists and twitch yeah that's, that's bad especially hopping in there at like five bucks off rip like maybe it was like yeah. two bucks or something like that but that's crazy and gifts exist it's a gifts <laughs> podcasts exist there's so many things that exist that aren't quibby holy shit i never realized that that are also free <laughs> yeah uh i have mentioned a, a few times on this show but I'm still working during quarantine. Um, like my schedule basically hasn't changed at all, but I started to get some FOMO a little bit about like all these people that were like getting stuff done. So oh, I bought what? my, like watching lots of TV and like, Oh, like I just like rewatched like full monogamous. Like, oh, I should be doing that. <laughs> uh, so I bought myself my first model kit ever. And that was a mistake. <laughs> what was it? It was a model of Kamen Rider Fies. Hmm. Was this one of those kits you have to paint yourself or you just got to put it together? No painting, thankfully. How'd it turn out? Not great. I, I didn't have any tools because I just assumed I could do it without tools. Mm-hmm. And then like, I so in my head, it was just like, I would just, just going to get like 30 pieces. But in reality, it's like 30 pieces for the head. Oh, and like for the arms and stuff. And How big is this make thing? Your own it's like a six inch like figure. It's really poseable, but like, on like the like uh well, like suit for example, on the arm there's like a like one piece for the shoulder that you have to put together the like shoulder, then put on the red part of the shoulder, then put on the um metal parts. Each like all three of them are three separate tiny little parts, Jeez. and then you put on the stickers for the detail. I like it's a lot. So it was just like it's cool. But, like, I'm not good enough at putting stuff together or, like, I didn't have the right tools. So I was just like, ah, this is, like, it. have you ever, like, watched a movie or, like, been, like, to, like, a museum or something where, like, you're not actually interested? Like, you just think you should be the kind of person who is? <laughs> All the time, bro. I thought it was just me. Yeah. I, I thought just, it was like, just oh, me, this man. is enriching. I should yeah. love this. I'm like, but, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, bro. I would love to um, just have like a couple of like the big things that like I like, like be represented like on a like shelf somewhere, but also like I don't want to build them. I'd rather like, and like part of it too is like the model was like 30 bucks for like this cool scalable model that can like go on your shelf and have like a cool stand. I was like, okay, versus like 50 for the figure. And I was like, oh, like they're the same amount of detail. I was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> One is work. <laughs> One is not work. Yeah, you, so you pretty much paid someone 20 bucks to do it for you. And it was probably worth the 20 extra bucks. Yeah, maybe. But no, I kind of decided that I was going to like passively collect all of the collectibles. Like there's like a um, progwise, a like progwise key for like I'm writer five. So I was like, I'm just going to this one. I'll get all the like yearly collectibles for like just because i want to have a, a very small very limited collection but we'll see how that goes after this model kit i don't know 
You uh, you have a website you recommend for for camaraderie stuff? Um, I don't really buy like a ton of merch. Um, but uh, there's one I will recommend. I gotta pull it up because I don't know how to pronounce so it. So, which where'd you get the model from? I got the model from Big Bad Toy Store. Okay, that's which is good in Washington. But um, you should support um, Kotetsu Toys. Um, so that is um run by um Taka um who is this like really cool dude who like gets things like is very active on like Twitter like he does a lot to make things affordable and find like things like that are harder to find for people. Um, he on his store up like a thing that was like, Hey, if anyone like is able to like, just give me like a $1, like don't donation. Like I can't mail anything for four months. And like, I don't want to lose like my business kind of thing. Very cool guy. Um, and that's why like, I like got into collecting so I could spend like hundred dollars, like at that store and just like in five months, I'll be like, Oh, what's this <laughs> box full of stuff basically was why the guy like got into collecting but yeah is there anything that you collect james or no Whew, boy um <laughs> <laughs> i go through like waves of things uh a few years back i got into collecting comic books um like legit like i finally got a job that i could afford afford that kind of hobby so i've been collecting I was collecting a lot of different kind of comic books for roughly three years. Um, I kind of got roped into collecting all 100 issues of Batman Rebirth. Even though I'm not really enjoying it, I just got so far that I'm like, I got to get to 100. <laughs> Maybe I could resell them in a couple of years. But uh, right now, I'm on a heavy pops collecting spree. Um, recently to my collection, I added a uh, Baby Yoda uh, a Mewtwo, and the whole cast of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, so right now okay. I'm on Pops right now. That's probably the, my best p- piece of my Pops right now is the whole collection of Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's a good one. Um, but uh, I'm trying to keep it very niche. Um, I'm definitely doing anime stuff, and then maybe like a couple of like Star Wars things that I love. And uh, yeah, I'm keeping it very niche at this moment. But I heard like once you pop, the fun don't stop. Oh, never mind. That's Pringles. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> in the chat, like I just um like put a new frame, like still from like a like Godzilla movie, from, like from the '60s. That's like on my wall now. That's like a like for me. It's like I'd like to have a very small, manageable, limited collection, or like like a couple things. Like here's like one cool looking like one thing from Godzilla. Like here's maybe and this like is a, a poster. Uh, it's a um. I guess yeah. Uh, it's like frame, but yeah. Okay. Like that and like the poster for like Mothra and that's like on like one piece of wall basically and it's like oh and then I'll get like um one for like it happened one night or like something like that and like have like a like one wall of like movie posters versus me going out and collecting every single something you know yeah whenever I go to like conventions and stuff like that I definitely have to uh buy fan art that's another thing I collect too I got some cool pieces up um, one of the pieces I like a lot. Um, are you familiar with the uh, the Gorillas album cover with like the four yeah, panels? Yeah. So I have that, but it's the cast of Stranger Things, and uh, they have the kid that got into the Upside Down as the Upside Down character. It's pretty dope. I'll send a, t- a picture to you to you later of it. But uh, I got some cool Daft Punk pieces in here too. I don't really see a lot of uh, Daft Punk fan art, so 
got a couple of those. And then, you know, the, the Wolverines of the world and the Black Panthers, the Flashes, stuff like that. A while anime, back, I a while back, I purged most of my video game like collector editions, though, where I was like, I, I don't need this like bad statue that I paid 20 more dollars to have for like years of war or something, you know? Purged as in gave away or sold them online? Um, yeah, gave away. Like, uh, there's some stuff that you could sell. Uh, there's some stuff that you gotta like look to yourself and say, is this worth my time or my effort? I just gotta get rid of this. Yeah, and like, even though we're talking about like merch right now, I feel like that with my like clothes in my cl- closet. Like, I made a, uh, I, it's a new website called uh, Mercari. It's kind of like a Play-Doh's closet or eBay to sell clothes on. And I'm just like, do I really want to go to the effort to sell a t-shirt for $2? You know what I mean? And then send it out and all yeah, that. Send yeah, send it out and then they take half my money. I'm like, should I just like, just throw this shit away and just, I'm I'm, I'm leaning more to just getting rid of it. I mean, it's not really well, like, worth the yeah. work for like, I think they take like 30% of your cash after you sell it. So I'm good. So you're making like a buck 40 off a shirt and you're spending probably like what, like half an hour? Yeah, like like overall, that's not worth it. Yeah, like you said, like it's just it's not worth it, and I probably just end up giving it all away. Even though I have some really cool, sick shirts, like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, like anime and cool theme shirts, it's just not worth selling it for like ten bucks and only getting four in return. But uh, I have a sneaky way of keeping my clothes in my life, and it's giving it to my friends. (laughs) 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 I'm like, oh shit, they should be my shirt. So it's kind of like I like to keep my clothes in my life. No, whenever I like just like really need to like get like new shorts or like new sweatshirts and like I don't want to like go through the process of like getting rid of like my old ones, I just like get like a new girlfriend and they all disappear. <laughs> that works. <laughs> but no, uh, no, everything's new again. Oh uh, yeah, like all of my like uh shorts are gone. Why do you need those? We're vastly different sizes. <laughs> but no, uh let's actually um um, like collect ourselves and go over to Common Rider Zero One. <coughs> okay. All right. This week we looked at Common Rider Zero One episode thirty four. This is the path of destruction and 35. What do human gears dream of? Uh, now this is um, where the show leaves before it's big hiatus. So we're not quite sure what it's going to look like when it comes back to normal. There's some like clip show episodes, but what do you think of these episodes, James? Um, it's funny you say that. I mean, my first question for you is if it was my first time at your farm or your place, even would your first like, if you wanted me to eat something, would you give me a piece of lettuce? <laughs> oh, okay. That's like <laughs> making somebody like a sandwich. Like, like if you, you can make somebody an all right sandwich without good bread, but if the, the bread's real good, like it's like, oh, if, if that lettuce is fresh, that's like a good sign. But I probably like pick like a carrot or something. I thought that was an odd choice as well. And I went, I'm like, what would I have done? I would have went with a carrot as well, but a piece of lettuce, that's kind of weird. You just be like, hey, here's my, welcome to my farm. Here's a piece of lettuce. Oh, that's great. Like, is this like your, <laughs> is this your bestseller, your lettuce? It's kind of weird. 
It's a big flex if it works, that lettuce, I think. But uh, anyways, um, um, overall, I thought this episode was okay. Um, it was really fun to see Arudo and Hirobi square off again. And uh, I kind of liked how they showed the son's sudden interest in his eye specs because we kept seeing um, the characters in this show, how they're doing without human gears. We really didn't get a lot of the transition into his eye specs. So mm-hmm. it, it was cool to see them actually, you know, like, okay, I can't use this anymore. So I guess I'll use these specs. It was cool to see them actually transition into uh, new technology. And uh, yeah, it, uh, I wasn't really f- fond of Midori a lot. I thought she was an okay character. Um, it kind of helped drive the plot along, but uh, it, it just took a backseat to what's go- actually going on. Yeah. What'd you think? Really, since the firefighting episodes, we haven't actually had a plot that was super focused on the human year drama. Like, it's more just been us dropping into different aspects of, like, except for maybe like the modeling one a little bit, like us just like dropping into the lives of like different people. And yeah, like um, this felt like a little more substantial than most of them, like as far as like the relationship and the importance, but also, yeah, this was like very important. Midori just seemed like she was just very happy to be there to like get the point across of like, here's like people that have relationships and like, Oh, sometimes fathers have sons. Um, one thing I really liked was, um, very early in the episode guy just like acts like he fired you and not like he got the shit <laughs> yeah. out of him. Yeah. This guy doesn't hold up to anything. He's just like, yeah, I got rid of her. And my dude, you're kind of like fucked yourself a bit by just not being able to treat like your two best workers at all. Like decently, like you, like made you leave like Naki's gone now and you don't really know what they're up to, but that'll come back to bite you in the ass in this episode. But, um, yeah. Um, next up comes in Hirobi to destroy the farm, to get the Ikazuchi key to bring back the members of Metsubo Jinra. Uh, we didn't mention it last time, but they're trying to like get the band back together. Um, and we get to see shining hopper for the first time in forever. It feels like, um, like it's been a while since we've seen like really anything like metal cluster and like rising hopper be used. Um, and like, it made sense, I guess. And it's like, I guess like rising, um, like shining hopper is meant to be like the fastest form or whatever, but I would like if they, my largest gripe might be that like they sh- should like be having reasons to use more forms, you know, mm-hmm. swap it up. And, um, like Midori gets kidnapped. We see like few, when Fua shows up and he's like right as the fights, like at the end, like he's there and like it's like um, a small talking to by like Izutu, which is like interesting because like he made a big show about like still wanting to take down Zaya, but it's cool to see that he is like facing the repercussions of losing a massive piece of himself, you know? Uh, it seemed fitting. I mean, he's going through a lot right now because his whole life has been pretty much uh, a lie. So um, I didn't really want him to find out the news about his past being fake. And he just hops back into the thing. So I think I think the writing was pretty good on that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the um, small cliffhanger like at the end of like episode uh, like 33 was that um, Yua was talking to Metsubo Jindra. And here they actually liked how it seemed like it was partially to help Fua to be able to do more against Zaya to maybe like forwarding like a like kinship 
with Naki, like it felt like um, it wasn't just you being sketchy, which like it did kind of seem last time, you know, mm-hmm. she does know that like um, in the very next scene, like guy says something like, let us change the very nature of global warfare. So I think it makes sense for you to be like, maybe I should do something about that shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stop that. Like, I can't think of a context where the sentence, let's ch- change the very nature of global warfare has ever been said by like a good person. But yeah. Um, what do you think about um, how Aruto knew before they even revealed it that Hirobi was based off his dad? Yeah, like, Man, this is a conversation we've been having on and off this pod for months now. And it's a start. It's just like the way they announced it was like, we should already notice. No, like you never clarified exactly what the hell is going on. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was very interesting though. Um, I mean, we kind of figured it out on our own without him telling us that, you know, his his dad wasn't really a human, it was a human gear. So I'm glad that's out in the air, but I just I just didn't like the execution of it. Yeah, no. And his like, dad looks like, like Jackie Chan. His dad is like a very like um <laughs> sometimes they cast people for like the weird bits in the start of the show because they're gonna be also in the like in that first movie in December. So like I think like both his like grandpa like and his dad like filmed a couple scenes at the start while they were filming the movie, and that's it basically. But yeah, like they're both like more prominent in that movie I know too. So um like his dad just like looks like a kind of handsome dude like in his forties, like very like I'm an actor kind of look, you know? Yeah, well that makes sense because they always show the same clip of his dad. The exact same one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is this the only memory you have of your your father? And like of like the like three clips they have, like one you can verily like clearly see like part of his dad's ear so they like can't use that one anymore yeah it's the one and he's destroyed it's the one where he's like looking yeah. up smiling at him and then it's that one that you just said it's the same three clips every time um there should be more i think on his dad since like he's a writer in the movie like we're watching next time um so yeah like that's something to look forward to what do you think of the like standoff with arto and like hirobi like before they fought on the bridge yeah uh, I thought it was a really cool scene. Um, you know, Rudo's still p- preaching his gospel that, you know, uh, he wants a world with human gears and humans to get along. And then, was I think it was this episode when Hirobi said, you're the only human that, you know, has that idea. And you started to see a little bit of more understanding from Hirobi uh, what Rudo's mm-hmm. about. But he still doesn't, still doesn't trust the human race. And if I was Hirobi, I wouldn't either. But I'm just glad Hirobi is back. He's like a thousand times better at villain than Guy. Um, yeah. Just like his demeanor, his end goal. It's just it's just so more engaging than just watching Guy for, you know, half of the season. So I'm just glad he's back. And that was a really good uh, moment they shared. But I was surprised that he actually killed uh, Midori. Yeah, that was a little like him trying to show like hey like i'm still a bad guy because like um yeah it felt it kind of fell out of place or like for shock value and then you have jen still you know helping messing with jenrai and you know aruto called him out he was like, i thought you wanted to help them and you know jen just takes a back seat to ropey but oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah like it's interesting and also like i like that we're finally getting like 
the whole group of Metsubo Jinra like at like once because like we haven't had that really besides like that one episode where we had like three of them and like now they're like all going to be there in physical bodies because like um like during this episode we do see um Naki getting like given their own body as like a like cliffhanger like kind of thing but yeah um like one thing I like about Carbon Rider is that like it can kind of do the plot of like a a a like solid like all ages like shonen show in like a year and this like very much felt like a like midway through Naruto or like DBZ where when Metsubo Jinra is fighting at least Aruto they don't want to kill him anymore they mm-hmm. just want to like stop him from interfering like and you see that in like most of these fights that like ha- happen here where like even like um you never see like them trying to go for that like really brutal like blow they would have like 15 episodes ago you know right that's a good that's a great way to point that out just realize that the time where like they weren't on top did add like a lot of layers to the characters like Jin basically got like reset and like there was so much space with like Hiromi being captured and all that so it was like cool that they're like now like finally like coming like more to prominence and like the like cliffhanger though that um naki can hack and make people with the like zaya specs how berserk was that was great you know that was awesome yeah i didn't see that coming but it definitely was a great cliffhanger too and at the end of this episode it looked like it was going to be like a three-way war from for the rest of the season between you know zaya hidden intelligence and message Jinrai. so that was also spicy too into episode like 35 um we get the mid-season finale budget this episode huh <laughs> yeah we sure did uh we see like the metal we see like uh um that like i think um Jin watched like my hero academia and like has like feathers now great yeah the the metal scene was pretty awesome man like this i'm like oh shit he could like actually like do some like Iceman type shit like create a platform and fight on it with these uh with these hoppers so that was pretty sick i liked that a lot and they've done like a like good job of like um that bridge where they've had lots of fights and like that like one overpass like underneath um like they've like set the scene of like the weird outskirts of like where daybreak town is that like when like we see things repeat there it's not really it doesn't really feel like they're repeating um their sets it kind of feels like they're returning like the borders almost if that makes sense yeah it's where the shit goes down yeah and um we see that Roby uh jumps in front of aruto to save Jin, and they all kind of stop and they're like oh no like we're not gonna like hurt each other but you almost like died mm-hmm. and then how satisfying was it to see that um guy had to go to the press and say this is a technical glitch. Uh, this shouldn't oh, be able to happen. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love how they showed him and like address it. Like instead of just yada yada. That was awesome. But like um, his whole way to take down hidden like intelligence and like um, take it over was to say this wouldn't happen with Zaya. This couldn't <laughs> happen to us. And then like he just has to like he seems like such a tool like the, like, the whole time he's like saying oh we got hacked by Metsubajinra. We got it. This won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, like a like cool scene where um, where Naki responds to Fua and they stop the hacking, 
Um, and really, why would you go back to using like a Zaya spec? Like, wouldn't you think like um, there would be like a firmware update of like, hey, these are going offline for 24 hours while we go <clears throat> and hunt down the terrorists versus keep using them. We're <laughs> going to go up, like have a big war, you know? Yeah. And what was the reason? It was like he wanted to help his father or something like that. It made sense for that one character, but like Zaya should have been like, oh, they're being shut down for 24 hours for maintenance, you know, <laughs> or something like, you know, Yeah, that's true. That farm plot line, yeah, like the kid like attacked his dad when he was like berserk and he was trying to help the farm so, the, so they wouldn't use it. It's all like fits with the two episode arc, but it isn't really important the same way as like way back. Yeah, I thought the I also thought that the uh the reveal of few fewest <laughs> fool's past would be more dramatic than what it was. Naki was just oh, like you're it just was great. You're just boring. <laughs> So plain. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like some kind of dramatic pass, but you know, like you're just boring. They built it up by like um having that scene um cut and then they're like explaining like the whole of like who was life and like um like it like uh like um here's like Yua like teasing Fu about it, like what could be so bad? And I like really liked how Here's this very dynamic, like, anti-establishment character who really has no reason to be, who just is like, oh, I just live, like, a normal life. That's it? And, like, yeah. it's kind of, like, disappointing, but... Yeah, that reveal was almost as disappointing as finding out Ray parents was nobody <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Star Wars. It was, it was just, like, almost as disappointing as that. Oh, so you think that Fua's mom was Palpatine's son? Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever that was. But no, um, I like that he didn't have like a weird backstory though, because like this wasn't a story about like that kind of legacy, I felt like. It was cool that he was like, huh, I just don't have a reason to be doing what I'm doing besides if I want to. That kind of felt like it went back to how like they're like going really hard on dreams and like what do you do with your life? Because like he's basically like a human gear. He has no reason to be choosing to do what he's doing now mm-hmm. but he's still choosing to do it what i thought was a cool little like bit of symmetry yeah i don't really know like what direction this character is going to go now like are we going to see a whole new fool character now i mean he's laughing out out loud now in front of people versus trying to hide it you know what i mean and maybe a reason he was trying to hide his, his joy is because he was so attached to you know that pain growing up yeah. and, and it would probably he probably would have lost his edge, but now that he doesn't even have that, maybe he's more friendly with Arudo or I don't know. I guess I guess that's something to look forward to. But I'm just curious as to what direction they're gonna go. They dunk on him real bad about that humor, though. Yeah, <laughs> called him out. Yeah, put your like foot on the futon, and he's just like falls out of his bed laughing, just like yeah. He's like, cause it's two for one. I'm like, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um. Hey, absolute shout outs to the fan subbers. Um. We primarily use overtime. <laughs> Japanese is a complex language, and all these jokes are like bad puns based on like symbols and characters and stuff. Okay. They do their best to make them work, but you okay, know, like because we- I'm like, like all these jokes, I'm like, they're not really hitting me. The first few, like maybe like ten episodes in, I was following them, but. They just got out of control as the season went on. I'm just like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I know a futon is two for one, but I don't know why it's why it's funny. 
it's the kind of thing where like you'll find out like oh um you're riding on this then it's the same symbol as the one for horse or something and it's just like has to be hard to make something mean the same thing mm-hmm. even if like the words don't rhyme anymore it's like when like you're translating like a like song and you're like how do i make this rhyme you know yeah i would say the 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 final joke at the end of the episode was okay about the lettuce yeah. that that was a good one um and yeah um and then we um get the big budget scene of like them going to the like full s- scale war yeah the end game scene that was a, that was a dope scene though just seeing every like both sides charging each other and then Thouser and Hirobi uh squaring off i might be slow but i just realized that the Hirobi and Thouser's color schemes are just reversed did you notice that or did you always know that uh, well, like how like uh, for like Thousand's eyes are purple. Yeah, and I just realized that when they fought side by side, I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. It was cool actually seeing um, guy have like his whole army of dudes that got hard this time. Yeah, or like whatever two, that like two yeah. guys that's, that's always getting their ass kicked. Because like I didn't know if they're supposed to be like special forces. Like, oh, if you're a rising hopper, you can fight them, and like it might be hard. But then like you're always in like metal cluster so like you're like sometimes you're taking them out with one hit so, so I seeing know, like he, 90 of them was cool did he always have this army or did he like put a craigslist ad out for like soldiers wanted after he lost fuwa and you i don't know <laughs> you think he would just like it would be fine if like there was a lot of them because like even if they only have like three suits they can still have them have six dudes with them you know mm-hmm. but yeah and he's like oh in this scene yeah but yeah, he's absolutely fucked now because when Naki hacked the uh, his soldiers and turned on him, that was pretty sick. I'm like, oh shit, he has no answers for that. Like, none. Yeah. He wins, like, that first fight, but then he um, gets blocked by Aruto, and then, like, fights Aruto again, and um, then the Geigers are back, too, and, like, Geigers. they're fighting. Oh, man. Even though, like, they look kind of cheesy... I just love seeing the Geigers. Even in the little uh, short we watched last week, um, I was like, oh shit, I forgot about the Geigers. So for them to bring them back in that fashion, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, I like that we also see some more of the Metal Cluster budget happen there where he's just like yeah. sending them out and like swarms to fight them. It's like, you are really spending money on this. Like, did they find out like midway through filming that <laughs> this is going to be the last episode for a while? So like, here's like like three episodes of budget. Like bring yeah. some CG in. That's probably we don't know exactly how many episodes we're gonna end with, so just just spin this up right now while we have it. Then we get like round two of Guy versus like Kurobi, but with the help of the Geigers and with the help of like his hack, like soldiers too, and like that's when he loses to like um to Kurobi, who's backed up by Naki, and they just basically say, "I'm here for your dreams" as like the leader of Metsubo Jinra, which is cool. We got to get some explanation on what's up with Guy. Because, like, the dude is 45. He looks like he's 24. And we do see him get pierced through the chest by the poison scale and just be, like, mildly inconvenienced by it. Yeah, something's up with him. And then they, like, tease, like, some kind of, like, what's going on with him when we first were introduced. Like, I can't tell you why or some shit like that. Remember a couple of months ago, they, like, when we first met Guy, and it was like, but you're 45. Yeah, they keep like. I wonder if that's going to go anywhere. 
Because there is a part two to Project Thousand, right? Uh, there's going to be a part two probably when the Blu-ray for this part of the show comes out and a part three when it's all out. Okay. Hopefully they go somewhere with that because we need some answers. Is it like a Ra's al Ghul thing maybe? Like there's some kind of I just it's, have magic or kelp or some shit? It's something because I mean I, like for me to remember that part that moment when we first met him and he said that it, it better go somewhere because that was just so random for him to be like but you're 45 and he should be a lot older than what he looks so maybe something's going on. Yeah, some kind of serum or something. Yeah, like it's some kind of like human perfecting science. He's like, this is why I'm better than robots because yeah, I can get stabbed and not grow old or whatever. They could they could have a deal do something with like the thousand percent because he always says a thousand percent. Maybe that's something to do with it too. Like he's operating at a, a different speed than your regular human or some shit. Oh, well, you know that like um like you only ever use ten percent of your brain, so to use a thousand percent of your brain is a hundred percent of yeah. your brain. So I could see something so like something that like that, yeah. Like a limitless pill or some shit. Yeah, like is it true, but sure. Like he got a limitless pill and he doesn't <laughs> age now. <laughs> shit, I need one of those. Yeah, but uh Yeah, um and then towards the end we just see um he leaves. He got stabbed through like the lungs, but he's fine. And he leaves. Uh, you see Hirobi's inner monologue as he just kind of says, like, I hope like your dreams will come like true Aruto, basically, like about like human gears, and they just kinda head out, which is cool. And then we get Metsubo Jinra back together. And there's all of them, including that one dude who who was only in one episode. That's the first time we we met him, right? Um he was in the astronaut episode. And then he was killed at the end of that. But he like had the one like red rider suit to use like, oh, the yeah. dodo key. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. Cause I'm like, he looks familiar, but he didn't, we didn't get introduced, introduced him like that. So, okay. I, that makes sense. Yeah. He's the last piece, but also I don't think he's going to be too important. Nah. Like he like probably there to eat the pins or like be part of the fights, you know? Yeah. But it's exciting to see it, you know, mess with Jin Rai at, you know, 1,000%. <laughs> now, um, what do you think is happening next with the show and with them? Because they're, like, back in a big way between, like, Naki, between, like, Ikazuchi being back, or, like, Raiden's his name. Yeah, um, I mean, I honestly don't know, especially with the coronavirus delay. Um, if I had to speculate, um, I could see Jin and Hirobi maybe you know, coming to terms with the Rudo. Um, cause the Rudo's definitely worked on Jin and now he's working on Hirobi and Hirobi seems to be listening to what, you know, uh, the gospel of Rudo's preaching. Um, Naki seems on the fence as well. I'm not too sure about this new character. Um, I don't think like you like you said, I don't really think his opinion matters, but it seems like, um, Naki, Hirobi and Jin can see eye to eye with the Rudo. And maybe if Aruto comes up with a scheme to, you know, create this world, his dream or something like that, um, they will agree to like, maybe we live on this side, you'll, you live on this side and something. But I don't really see them, I don't really see Aruto killing Hirobi and Jin at this point because they're basically human now. Um, yeah. But uh, it'd be interesting. I could just see them coming to terms and just teaming up to, to defeat uh, Zaya or guy i can see him doing that and i'll be cool with the Hirobi aruto team up just not a guy 
a Rudo team up. I don't I don't want to see that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that Zaya is enough of a threat for all of them together. I think there's going to be some. I think that the way Jin has been saying he needs like Metsubo Jinra to provide it, like a support like structure for human gears is kind of his way of saying he doesn't truly believe it. And I think with like Naki kind of falling in behind like Hirobi and how they're very connected to the arc. And then um, with like um, with Raiden too, um, it's, they probably seem like um, they're going to be on team Hirobi versus um, Jin just kind of being like, well, I want to use this, but I can see cracks form really soon with that. And also Naki, they definitely need to have their own like rider form soon because they're the only like member of like Matsubo Jinra or the main cast without a rider form at this point. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Do they have members like that without suits? But that makes sense. I mean, it happens in like shows where like there's like one Is or he, two riders in a group of seven. Are they gonna like grow like six inches or are they gonna be the same size? Naki. Uh Remember that Power Rangers show um, when the kid turned into the ranger and he was just oh, like yeah. adult size? That's how I was getting at. Yeah, uh, that happens sometimes where like that in some shots, like you'll see like the the actor is like three inches taller than the rider form or something like that. Okay. I, I think um, they've been shown in some boots, so maybe they'll just be standard like stuntman size <laughs> if they get a suit. But since everyone else in their group has a rider suit, it would be a shame if they didn't. So here's hoping for that. But yeah, I kind of think there is going to have to be some unifying threat or something that like can't be handled by like, even like our like three main riders or like, maybe it's like, Oh, this is like the arc now. And we do get that one episode, like team up with a guy before it like goes bad. You know, it does seem like there does need to be like a threat to justify the amount of powerful people on the board, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of, um, like something important. Okay. There weren't like really like, uh, crimes this time. So I'm going to think before we do like our like outros, but, um, a good recommendation for people. So, but, um, like first, um, where do people find you James when you're not talking about common rider? You can find me at popcornet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast on Twitter.com at James Forge. Send questions in to podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com and check out our website that has every episode, CommonRideWithMe.com. And we would love to have a review of everyone. Um, we are like um, very excited whenever we uh, to get those on Apple Podcasts and we will shut you out on the show. And thanks to Berserk for the use of our theme song, Common Rider Love Song. Now, hmm, what's a good a good recommendation for something to look at? For me, something that I would absolutely recommend is uh, AEW Dynamite. I love it. Um, I was not a fan of wrestling before it. It is great. They just like had like an episode that went really popular that involved a match at the end where somebody got ran over by like a like golf cart. So like check that out. <laughs> I'll just plug a. Uh anime tower of god again um i wouldn't go on the fence and say it's the best anime of 2020 so far but i am enjoying watching it so uh if you could get your hands on it or find it somewhere i highly recommend uh 
Tower of God. And yeah, so until next time, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is the highest grossing movie of 2020. Do you believe that? Oh man. What a That's year. a crime in itself. What a year. Bye, everyone.